Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And we made it. We our did it. Sesquicentennial episode. <laughs> New word. Uh, is that what Todd's is word that what of the that week? Is? Sesquicentennial. Sesquicentennial? Yeah, that's us. 150. We, we did it, boys. In, in canonical right. order, we made it to the sesquicentennial. Yeah. It's oh we're bringing back canonical. I got you. Yeah no, I, I, I honestly I'm gonna I'm gonna try even, to use words of the week. Every okay week. every week. Oh, yeah, it's the same word of the week. It's just he keeps using it over and over. Well no, I'm gonna try to go back. I'm gonna try to make every week. I'm gonna try to make a a sentence with the previous words of the week. Oh, see that's what happens. We turn 150 and we become part drinking podcast, part Sesame Street, part vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till we get to the numbers thing. Who can do the best uh, count voice? Right, not me. Um, Over, but we have like ah, a super, ah, ah. super special thing. I know we teased it a little bit last week uh, because we are such an old podcast now, the oldest podcast some may say on the face of the planet. Um, some may say we ha- <laughs> we, not, we decided not in terms of you know longest since the first episode aired or number of episodes or oldest hosts, but in our hearts, it's the oldest. <laughs> it's the oldest podcast that we've ever been in. So yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> if, if you add up our ages, we are older than Joe Rogan. So I think this counts. I think so. Is that, so does that mean we're, well, be, we're, we're more wise than Joe, Joe Rogan? Cause he's the grandfather of podcasts. And if we're older than the grandfather, then we you know, become the, great, the grandfather. We're, right. we're the great grandfather. I think no. that's, I think <laughs> this, magic, this logic all checks out. Yep. Yep. We are the grand, we are the new grandfather. Joe Rogan calls us daddy. <laughs> oh, name of the new podcast. <laughs> Joe Rogan calls us daddy. A drinking podcast, probably. <laughs> oh, but because um, we are, we are the, the new grandfathers of <laughs> podcasting. I like it. I think, I think from going going forward, we need to rename this podcast. We'll get more clicks because people will search Joe Rogan and we'll come up. Yeah, there that is go. that is true. Yeah, they'll they'll search for Joe Rogan and they'll or see call her daddy show, and, and then they'll see Joe Rogan calls us daddy, and then the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, in that we're order. we're above yeah above that in terms of SEO. We're we're below the man show, but above the Joe Rogan <laughs> right, podcast. Right. Well, so. It's called the Joe Rogan Experience, right? So that's J-R-E. We'd be J-R-C. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Joe Rogan calls his daddy. <laughs> it's a great. It's honestly, the rebrand is, is TM, worth it. TM, 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 Yes. Now I want to for the next 150 episodes. Um, We've become a Joe Rogan review podcast while we drink beer. Yeah. Where we review Joe Rogan. Yeah, we have to listen to all his episodes every week and then come just, on and discuss them. We just sit we just sit here and tell Joe Rogan how he disappoints us. Yeah. <laughs> how back in our day you had a real <laughs> podcast like you meant it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Back in our day we had girls jumping on trampolines. <laughs> what about yours? Oh wait. <laughs> Isn't that so weird? Like that was—I don't know—that was where I knew him from. Was the Man Show? Like I don't think he was he on the Man Show. Joe Rogan and Doug Stanhope. Look it up. After Adam Carolla and Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel left. That's Jimmy Kimmel, isn't it? After after they left, Joe Rogan and Doug Stanhope took over. I knew he was on Fear Factor. Oh, was he? I don't know that. That's that's below. That's the fifth one on the on the search engine that pops up. That's (laughs) page two of Google results. Fear factor. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Joe, you've disappointed us again. Um, but because we are so old, we have decided that because we, well, at least two of the three members have been storing beers for many a year. Millennia, um, some will say. Millennia. Yeah. I know Oberts aren't quite as aren't quite as cellared, uh, but we have decided to go in, jump into the back catalog, and drink some of our oldest beers on the show tonight, which is pretty. I'm pretty excited for. And Obert's That's looking right. at me. Yeah, I took the mission a little differently, which we'll find out when we get to mine. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for the, our our old timey beers. Oh, okay. I, oh, Obert, you but, can't even keep up with the tradition for one one fifty no, 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 episode mark. Well, well, just you'll understand <laughs> well, it all when I get there. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Back in our day, the bridges were uphill both ways, unlike Joseph's. Um, 
or would he be Joey? Would we call him Joey? I think we'd so. Probably, little we'd Joey. probably call him little little Joey. <laughs> little yeah. Joey. Little Joey Rogan. <laughs> little Joey Ro- Joey Rogues, but not he's not a kangaroo though. Um, little little Joey. Uh, but, uh, you know, Tud, I know you had some, you brought it up. You have, you have a, a conspiracy? No. What do you, what did you call it? So I have a, I have a controversy. So first, controversy, first we should probably, canonical controversy, (laughs) a canonical controversy on our cinquential anniversary. Sesquicentennial. Sesquicentennial anniversary. I got to remember this word. Sesquicentennial. I got to, I got, I might be saying it wrong. Keep going with the podcast. All right. So. First, we have to do what we always do. It's beer 30, and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Because it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. All right. Yes, baby. Baby Joe. So (laughs) in honor of our our sentequential 150th episode, canonically in order... I put, um, the, I put the, the the pronunciation in the chat. It's ses- uh, sesquicentennial. 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 Sesqu- so on our sesquicentennial. Oh, Jesus. On our 150th episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, we decided to do something a little special. And if you are a patron... Um, you learned about this last week. And if you're not a patron, I invite you to go over to patreon.com slash DAWF podcast and join for as little as a dollar a month. And you get an extra half hour episode every week that comes out on Tuesdays. So last week on our, on our pregame, we were discussing beers that we had aging in our house. And we came up with this idea that for our 150th anniversary, podiversary, we would bring out the, the oldest beer that we had and we would drink it on the podcast as our beer this week. So I dove into my closet and I ravaged through the closet. I dove into my beer fridges and I ravaged through the beer fridges. <laughs> and I came up with two options. And I'll, exp- okay. I'll, ex- I'll explain to you why I have two. One is a Dogfish Head 120. This is the first ever bottle of beer that I bought to age. But back in my infancy of Tuddom, um, I put it in the fridge. So it's, you know, and then I know I learned that you're not allowed, like, they don't age as well in the fridge. So I've had this thing, I've had this thing in the fridge since I believe 2014. That's my furthest memory that I have for it. And I remember when I bought it and I remember the apartment I was living in. That's why I know it was in 2014. Jeez. Wow. That's a long time for beer to be in. A, if I ever like decide to get my body frozen so someone can revive me someday, I'm keeping my b- body on ice at Tud, in Tud's care. <laughs> if you keep a beer pulse nonstop for seven years. So I have moved this from my apartment in Windsor to my apartment in South Windsor to my to my the house I stayed in in East Hampton back to my house now in South Windsor, Connecticut. This has been everywhere in the fridge the entire time. So I was off by about a year. Uh, 7-22-2015. Okay, still very old. Still yes. very old. And now that I now that I think about this, this is still before Ben ever gave me my first sip of sunshine, which started my love for craft beer couple weeks beforehand, but this this is when I bought that. The other one I had, though, is my oldest dated beer. Older than older than the beer, the so Dogfish is, Head you have. This is the oldest beer that I've had for the longest. Uh, okay. This beer is the oldest dated beer. And when I hold it up, you will know why. Sam Adams, 1776. It is, <laughs> it is, a, <laughs> it is a Pierre Jacques from 2012. It was bottled on 2-21-2012. Wow. Oh, where did that you get is this old, old beer. beer from? I don't know where I bought it. I don't know how I got it. So I had a, like I said, I had controversy in the Tud household because I could not decide what technically was my oldest beer. Hmm. Yeah. Now, mm. in order to decide which one I want to vote for you to drink, I got to know what is the style of this 2012 beer? So the 2012 beer is a Belgian style ale. It's brewed Ooh. by Goose. It's brewed by Goose Island. Um, it's a 12 ounce bottle and it's 8% uh, ABV. It says I'm supposed to develop in the bottle for up to five years. Okay. Well, so we are five years, almost five years beyond. Beyond Cause that. Because it, it was bottled in February. So, I mean, if I hung on to this for another another couple months, it would make 10 years. Yeah. Held on to it for 11 after that, then that beer could drink. <laughs> 
I vote so, both. Can I vote for both? You you can vote for both. So this is why I brought it because I'm I'm open and willing and able to drink both. I say you mix them together. Yeah, I think that's good. I don't think so. I think then the ages multiply. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so fifty-year-old so, beer. So to me, the Pierre Jacques Cousteau, um, Jacques, is is the oldest beer you have. Yeah. Now. The fact that you have two of the dogfish heads makes me less feel less bad about you drinking both of them tonight. Okay. So I think the Pierre Jacques Cousteau should be the beer. But since you have two of the dogfish heads, you might as well just drink one of them. Okay. In, in my mind. So I will. There was also, I, I mean, I will pull back the kimono here for a, a second. There was, there was also other controversies, but I settled on these two. One. Okay. I have the oldest beer that I've ever brewed. So the first beer I ever brewed with Nick. It's still sitting in my fridge. It's probably not. Also cold. I mean, also cold. It's been cold for however many years it's been. And as I sit here, it is dawning on me that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Chris, Chris, do you remember the guy who gave us all the brewing equipment? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. He gave me that Budweiser. <gasps> oh, I forgot about that it Budweiser. Like, it was the Budweiser that was brewed for the centennial for the centennial of the United States of America. So back the bicentennial in, or bicentennial, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, no, I, well, I thought it was for two thousand. I thought it was the year two thousand. No, bicentennial. The bimillennial toll. <laughs> I totally forgot about that beer till right now because that's not yeah. in my, that's not in my beer closet. Is it cold? It is not cold. I, Tell I'm, you not, what. I'm not drinking it on this podcast today. Tell you what, Tud, I'm going to be in Connecticut at the end of September. We'll drink it then. We'll drink it on the podcast then, both me and you. We could. See? That's the end of an era for that, that Budweiser. I know. It's that, either that not. or we're going to die. So one of the two. Yeah, one it's of the those. end of a something. Either Something's going to end. Yeah, either Joe Rogan becomes the granddaddy of podcasts again. <laughs> <laughs> Ma- um, who knows? Maybe Obert can then loop in Joey Rogues to to join the podcast with him on Joe Rogan true. calls us dead. A replacement. Yeah, yeah, give him finally give him his his uh, the the boost he needs. Yeah, you know, increase that listenership. <laughs> All right, so, so I will leave this up to popular vote, boys. Which one do I drink first? I think you drink the Belgian first because it is I, older. I agree. Okay, give that give that uh, dogfish head a couple minutes to try and catch up. <laughs> All right. For a very short period of time, that dogfish head is going to be the oldest unopened beer you have in the house. Right. No, that's not true because the Budweiser's here. Oh, right. None of this is true. All right. Uh oh. Is it a twist top? Don't tell me it's a twist top. It did not easily come off. Oh, boy. All I smell is Belgiany. So, it pours. A very reddish brown color. Yeah, nice um, robust malty backbone there. No head, almost no head. I mean, there's there's a tiny smidge, like a little lick of head, but not not anything more than that. Yeah, it looks pretty flat. Looks like the CO2 escaped out of this bottle over the last better part of a decade. <laughs> I mean, when I when I finally got the bottle cap open, it did it did have a little bit of carbonation, but not a whole lot. Um. On the nose, I get a lot of prunes. I get some some very old banana. Mm. And what, by very old, I mean maybe about like almost just shy of 10-year banana. My favorite kind of banana. Um, I'm a big Cavendish fan myself. <laughs> it does it does have, you know, slight hints of like malt and, and some, you know, caramel, like caramel type scents. But it just smells, I mean, if you've ever smelled a Belgian beer, think Trappist, a Trappist-style beer. This is what it smells like. Is it as flat as it looks from the side of the webcam? I it looks pretty flat to me. No bubbles um, rising at all. In no, there. I I can see some bubbles in the bottom of the glass. I'm just I just don't know if that's suspended sediment or if that's bubbles. <laughs> um, we're gonna do the light test on this one just because I, I have a feeling that oh it didn't do anything. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. See the see all the bubbles? Yeah, that looks like sediment to me. I think it might be. It's um, just a solid a solid beer at this point. I mean, this might turn into a face your beer seg- segment faster. <laughs> I always thought this was what this sneak peek. Mine is a face your beer segment. Oh, okay. So hang on, let me hit the music. Cut the music. 
so now it's time to taste this. Oh boy. Um, I'm not looking forward to it. You know, I'm glad that I'm doing this now and not letting it get to be 10 years old because, oh boy. All right, let's dive in. It's very strong, not boozy. Um, it is 8% ABV. I think I failed to mention that. It is 8% alcohol, um, but it's it doesn't have like a booze taste to it. It's just, it's, I think the proper word is pungent. Okay, so definitely it's lacking a little bit on the carbonation, but it has some. Um, you know, if you, in all honesty, if you drank one of these beers, you, you probably pop the top on it, let it sit out for 15, 20 minutes, let it warm up to proper drinking temperature, which this is. I only put it in the fridge about an hour ago. Um, so it's, it's probably about 55, 60 degrees. Um, definitely a little, little earthy, a little musty, a lot of Belgian flavors, a lot of like, like spice, like spice notes. Um, maybe a little clove, little, little flat, a uh, little malty, not, not the best. Um, surprise, surprise. Very, uh, very, lots of, lots of old banana. Maybe a little horse blankety. <laughs> uh, I never thought, so I never thought I would use these words. <laughs> that just shows that Tud has never once thought about owning a horse. Yeah. Ever. I do get, I do get some bubble gum. Um, like old bubble gum that like you would pick off like the subway seat. I would imagine that that, that bubble gum is probably what this tastes like. <laughs> You know, yeah. underneath the school desk bubblegum. I think rustic. Yeah. It's very rustic. Uh, but see, so to me, it's kind of a struggle because I'm not a huge Belgian beer fan either. Like, Obert, being a, a lover of the Belgian beer, he may love this beer. Who knows? It sounds you, like it's too flat. You know who never will... No matter what will, you can say about this beer is that it lost carbonation, and that's you, not a good thing. You know who never will know what this tastes like? Who? Anybody, because I'm the one, I'm probably the last one on earth who has this beer. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty weird feeling to think about that and be like, this is the last time this will ever be checked in on Untapped. <laughs> yeah, and I'm about to do it. Um, and I think the final word that I need to describe this with is it's sharp. Um, every time I drink it, it is very, uh, like, right in your face. Fu- I mean, it's got a lot of flavor. None of them that I really enjoy. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Full-flavored, bad-tasting, flat beer. Correct. Awesome. Now, nice. I will say this is better than Schofferhofer. It tastes better than a chalada. Ooh, definitely burns the throat a little bit. That can't be oh, good. Oh, no. If I die mid-episode, somebody pick up this bottle in Sioux Goose Island. This is the original Goose. You can go after Budweiser now because they bought them. Dibs on the soundboard. <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, it's, this is also, I should point out, this is one of the, probably one of the last beers on Earth that it was brewed by the original Goose Island before they were Budweiser. So what are you so, thinking? What are you going to give it? I'm going to give it, excuse me, as I clean the peppery off my tongue. It's not very good, but it's not the worst beer I've had. It's going to be a new check-in for you, a new rating you've never given a beer before? I'm going to give it a 2.25. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so, like, what do you think Untap says? Did you pull up the 2012 version? Yep, I got it right oh, here. 4,312 check-ins. Before I go there, what's the most recent check-in? So, I actually looked after you said... August 1st, 2021. Yeah. Um, July 2nd, 2021. June 26th, 2021. June 22nd, 2021. So like a oh, lot shit, of Oh shit, there recent... might be more people. I mean, yeah. there might. You, this might not be the last one. But uh, it seems as though everybody is like, okay, it's time for this beer. <laughs> Nine years is enough. Yeah, nobody wants to get to that that, that decade. Um, I think... I, see, this is, this is difficult. Because I have no fucking clue what anybody would have rated this beer. I don't even know how long Untapped's been around. 2015? So, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm I mean, sit- there's a lot of check-ins. 4,300 4, check-ins is a lot. That's a lot so. of check-ins. And some people... People who drink this are going to like Belgians. Um, I'm guessing... I'm going to guess in the, th- in the threes. I'm going to guess three... Seven... Two. All right. Little off. Little off. A three, eight, seven. Okay, that's so, it's not bad. I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a ten year old beer. Like, what what are you gonna do? I'm I'm kicking around. At least I was yeah. within you know point two. Yeah. So um, uh, but I will say a lot of the recent check ins are much higher than yours. Yeah, it's not. See, you know, one of the comments on here says it's past its prime, but they still gave it a four point out. Yeah, four seven five four two five four. I, I mean, maybe this was 2012's juice machine. Maybe. 3.5 3. strong malty aging has not hurt this beer, but 
I mean, but you like you said, you're also not a fan of Belgians, so you know, kind of like already at a at a negative. I've I've learned that I like Belgians a lot when on the cooler side. Um, I enjoy them in like the 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 forty forty to fifty degree temperature. Any warmer than that, weird flavors start to pop out to me, and I don't like it. So, all right, that's my first beer review. Um, I'm gonna let Chris go next, and then I'll let Obert go, and then I'll jump back in for. My well, oldest can I beer. go? Because Chris did the pregame, and I'm thirsty. Oh, All yeah. This, listening to other people drink beers made me thirsty. <laughs> well, I saw Chris fondling a beer over there, so I thought maybe he wanted to, to go. No, go ahead, Obert. I know. Listen, I don't want to take all the drinking goodness. All right. Even though I do have a bomber. <laughs> I'm so... I think I know what it... No, actually, I don't. I thought it was going to be... I was going to guess Heavy Boots of Lead, but that is not a Heavy Boots of Lead bottle. No, nope. Which means that there's this something is... older than that. Yep. You, all right. This yep, it's got a cork. Yep, it's got a cork. So as I alluded to before, Todd explained his whole deliberative process about picking his beer. I uh, I interpreted it a little bit differently about not the oldest beer that you had, but the oldest beer in your fridge. Um, so I have two beers here from the now defunct Great Northern Brewing Company out of Whitefish. I think I might have had one or both of these beers on the podcast before, to be honest. But they don't exist anymore. They went out of business pre-COVID. And they have been sitting in my fridge for so long. And I've been like, you know, at this point, they're drain pours. But the brew doesn't exist. There's no more of this beer being made. So, you know, how can I, how can I justify just dumping them down the drain? So, uh, let's see. I have their Big Mountain Tea Pale Ale and their Montana Red Ale. Looking for a date on these cans and uh, not finding one. There's got to be one on here somewhere. What kind of brewery doesn't stamp their cans? (laughs) By the way, after drinking this beer, I do feel all of 23 again. Nice. (laughs) If I could turn back time. That should have been the theme song on on our lead-in. I was going to start singing it, but then, you know, it just kind of naturally happened a different way. Everybody loves my share impression. They say, wow. That's true. So, you do have a really good one. So beautiful. Right down to the beard. You and her. Yeah. Okay, I've thoroughly examined these cans. I don't see a date on here. But these have, have got to be from probably at the most recent mid-2019. So this is a, you know, a three-year-old pale ale here that I'm going to go with. You know, I've had much older beers on the podcast. For episode 100, I drank my final... Um, uh otter creek 20th anniversary ale which at that point was nine years old Mm. um and i had that bourbonic plague the 2017 bourbonic plague uh recently as well so this isn't you know a super old beer but it's the oldest beer i had in my fridge that uh has been taking up space and just needed to get out of there so right i took i took our uh sesquicentennial as a as a clean out the fridge opportunity Let's see how this tea pale ale turns. Hey, it's still carbonated. That is, hey, you've, you've won up me so far. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think now that you mentioned the, the tea pale ale, I'm fairly certain you've had this one on the pod before. That one I do remember. The other one I don't remember as much, but the, the tea yeah. one for sure. I'm, I know there's a picture of the other one on our Instagram way back in the day. I'm pretty uh, sure that uh, I have the tea pale ale somewhere in my fridge as well. Probably from the same batch here. <laughs> And they recently brought the beer back. So the brewery closed, but they sold their name to a contract brewer out of Las Vegas who's brewing the beer. They're calling it like a going to the sun IPA. And uh, I see it all the time. I drank one. Actually, Todd and I sh- shared one in, uh, while we were camping. But, uh, you know, it wasn't it's bad. not the same brewery. It's like they just sold the name and the recipe. Whatever you know, it's not even real. Really, the same beer, right? But let's see, let's see how this um how this Big Mountain Tea Pale Ale holds up. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. <laughs> <laughs> face your beers so it actually holds holds up pretty well um i get a little bit less of that tea quality definitely the 
hops are really muted, but I don't even know if this is the oldest pale ale we've had on the show before. Like I said, it's not super old. Pretty sure we drank a a four-year-old Julius at the very beginning. Oh, yeah? I think we all did. I think I gave you all a four-year-old Julius, and I think we all drank one. That sounds about right. But it's not bad. It's not obviously not good, but um, it's my farewell beer to the brewery that used to be in town. The new one still hasn't opened up. Um, pretty sure, like I said, it's going to be Jeremiah Johnson. But uh, it's sad. It's sad when a brewery closes, but, you know, they say it's like the brewery's not really gone until you finish your last can of beer from them. So that's the, it's, it's another reason why I was, you know, bittersweet bringing this beer on the podcast for sure. Like a phoenix, another brewery will rise out of its ashes. Maybe. It's it looks true. like an it looks like an awesome spot. Except for when, when you, Nick, and I walked by, I like when you said they took everything out of there, I thought you were like, All right, they took they took, you know, all the brewing equipment out. No, they literally took everything out, including the fucking floor. Yeah. There's no <laughs> there's no floor. It's dirt. <laughs> it's dirt. They went down to the dirt. They said cement, we're taking that too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't get how that works, but That's sure. Awesome. Somebody said I want these these concrete slabs for my house. Yeah. Uh but this was a good beer. It wasn't a four at any point, but um fresh. It was probably pushing a three seven five. This old it's uh it's a three. You know, drinkable. I wouldn't send it back if I ordered it on tap. I'd be like, I think they need to clean their, their tap lines, but drinkable. Three point Um, you know, I think I'm out of the running for um, the tally mark this week, having checked this beer in before a long time ago. Um, but, you know, I don't want, uh, maybe our listeners want to guess. So I'll play along for their sake. You know, this is for no points, but just, well, just mean, to play the game. You know, if you get it right, then it doesn't count. Well, he's but. already had it on the podcast. He has already had it on the podcast, but that was a long time ago. I like, I don't, I, I mean, Tud, ha- well, you Tud know, the had- thing is, I'm just I'm so far ahead in the leaderboard. I just I just don't want any <laughs> unfair advantage. You know what I, I mean? I think you know. I think we should retroactively do that for anybody who's ever had a beer on the podcast that may have won a point. And uh, you know, just if there's any out there that maybe have an asterisk next to them, and just take it away. <laughs> no, okay, I tried. <laughs> I tried. If this was new, ton of new over, it would. <laughs> oh yeah, they'd be on board. They'd be on board. So out of 2,171 check-ins, of which you are at least one of them. Wow, that's half as many as your beer. Not a lot. I'm surprised. This is like their flagship beer. I can't believe they only have 2,100 check-ins. Well, as I said last week, I believe the people of Montana don't really understand what cell phone service is. Because you guys don't have a lot of it. So, Especially in this brewery. There wasn't really much. And I also believe that, you know, I think people just like to enjoy... when When it's summer... I get why people don't look at their phones because it's absolutely gorgeous outside and there's no reason to be bothered by staring at your phone trying to cool off because yeah, it's awesome. just look at a mountain instead. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I think the average is, it's you know, fine. Um, you know, 3.78. So it is a 3.66. Okay, 0.12. Put it on the board. <laughs> I'll, put, uh, I'll put it up for information purposes only. Okay. If, if, uh, if, t- if Chris can't get inside the point one two, I think nobody gets a tally. And I will say that, Obert, the first time you checked this in on our podcast was October 4th, 2018. Um, actually, our podcast checked it in. I, I, I was just looking at that. We have not. <laughs> and, we have not. We've been very bad. About <laughs> and it was a 3.75 as rated by Obert. That's what yeah. I was saying. Yeah. Episode, back in the day. On episode five, 145 episodes ago. Yeah. Wow. So blast from the past. Blast from the past. Blast from the right now. Uh, that, yeah. Cute. Happy to, to kind of bring some of that history back on our 150th. You know. Wow. That's crazy. Rest Man. in peace, Great Northern. Um, you made some pretty okay beer, and we're a cool spot to hang out. And uh, you will be missed as soon as I finish this other can. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you didn't give me or didn't split one with me when I was in town to kind of send it out. I it was it was too you know I I wanted to show off the best beer we have in Montana, not some three year old pale ales. We we could have gone down to that road. That's we fair. could have we could have sat outside of it, sat on the on the ground, cracked the beer, and passed it back and forth outside of their old door. Mm, it would have been a good idea, but we had too many other things to drink, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, well, well, Chris, your beer's waited enough years, months, 
days, hours, minutes, and seconds. Let's not make it anymore. What do you got? It is years. And uh, so I went in and I kind of had, I had quite a few beers from the same time frame. Um, So this is the one that I ended up going with. Um, I think it's the, I don't know when it was brewed exactly, but I know it was in 2016. Um, and it's from uh, a brew we've mentioned on the podcast before, but I don't think it's ever been featured. Overshore's Brewing Company. And it's their quad. Oh, jeez. Q-W-A-D. Mm. Quad. This was, back, this was back when Overshore's was not good. They were so not good that 12% basically kicked them out of business for three years. <laughs> Which is a Belgian-style quadruple. Uh, 10% ABV. It is a bomber. So today's going to be fun. Um so, I had a few beers that were 2016. Uh, I think this one I th- I went back and looked at Untapped of when I when I was at Overshores and uh, I had not had this beer, um, but I had other beers there and it was uh, I bought it mid June um, 2016. So I assume beginning of the year 2016 they brewed it. No idea. No, there's no exact date, but uh, I thought it would be fun because we've talked about Overshores on the podcast before. And honestly, I just, I remember going there. I went there with some coworkers. Uh, we did like a brewery jaunt around uh, Connecticut. And um, granted, the beer, the beer was fine. The beer was fine. And, but the dude that was in there uh, was so cool and like so genuine and like just talked, talked to us about beer and brewing and all that stuff. And it was just like a lot of fun. Um, so it, I bought, I bought this bottle, even though I'm not a big Belgian fan, I bought this bottle to help support him. And uh, here it is. <laughs> Five years later. Nice. Well, so, I, I want to jump in before you get to the review of this beer and say I see the theme with how a beer gets to be the oldest beer in your house. And it's just a, a beer that's good that you don't want to drink. Like those are the requirements <laughs> to keep a beer to be the oldest beer in your house. It has to be like a good beer that you're just never – it's never the right night for. You know, it's like – I don't know if you guys still use your Netflix queue, but it's like the movie that's been on there for like, it's like that documentary that you've been meaning to watch or like that old 1950s movie that you know was heard is really good, but it's just never the I, right night for. I have, I just actually recently went through my Netflix list and I was like, what is some of this stuff? And I never deleted any of it. I was like, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> I'm not going to lie you guys. I'm scared to open this beer right now. Like, <laughs> this cork is in there. Like, I don't you know what's go, going to happen. Go get a cork or go get a wine opener. Dude, do I, it over a trash can. Ooh, I could do both those things. Okay, hold on. Pause. Time out. I'll come back with an open beer, I promise. Maybe. Or I'll scream. I'll leave my mic on just in case. Okay. It's screaming. Good content. I, I actually have yet to watch uh, Citizen Kane still. I watched half of it, and I was like, this isn't for me. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I think for me, the longest one on my Netflix queue was like the original Great Gatsby. Like I never read the book. Seems like looks pretty good. Uh, and then it just stayed in my queue for like years and never th- got to it. I think Orange is the New Black is still in my queue. It's like mm. their like first show, right? Yeah, one of their like OG originals. <laughs> yeah, and I've just never gotten around to it. I don't uh, I don't think he's going to like this beer. No. I think that's the theme with tonight's tonight's episode. They're just like beers that you've had for too long. And it's it's spring cleaning. It's uh Time to just get out that old, that old funky stuff out of the back drawers of your fridge. All right, so I'm back, and uh, no explosions. It did that cork was in there though. I had to use a wine opener. Maybe I'll, but, I'll edit in like a Wilhelm scream and an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here we go, open bottle. Let's see what it looks like after five plus years. Here it goes. Carbonation is not an issue, folks. No, it sounds very bubbly. Yeah, that has much more carbonation than mine had. Look at that. Look at that. That looks brand freaking new. Look at that. Wow. So, Chris, going into this beer, do you have high expectations, low expectations, no expectations? Good question. So, as you may have heard, uh, it poured very nice. The head is like pretty much gone now, but there was... Can to answer my question. Oh, shit. I forgot what your question was. Chris, going into this beer, do you have high expectations, low expectations, or no expectations? Oh, that's a good question. I'm so glad I didn't forget about it. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I remember, I'm 
I'm not the biggest Belgian fan. We've established that on the podcast. Uh, Overshores was fine when I went uh, many, many a moon ago, five years ago. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I tend to not really enjoy Belgians, but I am older now. I'm a grandpa now. So I'm hoping that I've come around a little bit in the world of beer, which I have. So I'm hoping it held up well. It is strong. It's 10% alcohol. Ooh. Yeah. So this, like I said, tonight's a fun night for me. But, uh, but you know, after hearing them bubbles pouring it into the glass, I have I have higher hopes. Maybe higher hopes than Tud had for his and Obert had for uh, his beer. So I think you let's... have higher hopes for it than I do, than Tud and I both do for you. Yeah. I think we're both <laughs> a little skeptical of this one. I, okay, okay. If I had to guess, I think you're going to rate it a, a three. Ooh, Tud Cleo. Tud Cleo Uh-oh. moment. Uh-oh. I think you're going to rate it a three. Okay, that's that sounds that sounds right. I'm going to try not to let that. I should have taken my headphones out. Um for a true Ted Cleo moment, but um, but as you can see, a beautiful amber color. It actually is a very nice looking beer. Um, it's clear. It's dark, but it's clear. Um, you know, it's a beautiful amber color. The head, is a little bit of lacing, but it's pretty much all gone. But it is carbonated, as you heard. So on the nose, you get that stereotypical Belgian smell, the cloves, all that fun stuff. Um, and it's a quad, so it will be pretty heavy on that. So let's see. Let's see. Maybe. Maybe Beer Dad has has evolved. So let's see. Be your grandpa. <laughs> there you go. Papa Cerveza. Poppy Cerveza. That's right. Honestly, it's not that bad. Um, it's it's sweet, uh, sweeter than I was expecting. Uh, but I did let it warm up. Uh, it said to it said best. Let me see. Hold on. It said, <clears throat> best served in a tulip glass. Check. Uh, at cellar temperature. So I don't have a cellar. So, <laughs> mm. but it is, I took it out maybe a half an hour before we got on the call. So it's probably been out for two hours and a half now, <laughs> three hours and a yeah. half now. Um, North Carolina cellars get pretty hot. Yeah, that's true. So it's, it's like 90, it's like 90 degrees. No, I, I mean, it's not, it's not cold. It's, boiling. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely like on the warmer side, but, um, you know, it's it's cooler than me. It's definitely not bad. I I've had worse Belgians, or or like I said, I've I've evolved. Cerveza poppy, uh, um, some sweetness, uh, maltiness, but that's that crystal. Our beautiful, lovely friend Crystal Malt in there, um, adding some sweetness to the front. Uh, maybe a little bit of that sharpness that Tud was talking about, um, right towards the middle. Um, you do get the clove. Uh, I don't get as much banana, which I know is a uh, typical belgian a belgiany kind of taste let me see toff is that toffee like <laughs> not toffee toffee like it's uh, the only one that earns a like i think on that adjective list it's horse blanket like um no, it's not this be- cookie like as well oh this co- is also cookie like beer um it's 10 percent cookie dough <laughs> molasses like is another word no i don't get a lot of molasses juniper like if I had to put a, a like to it, the sweetness at the front is caramel-like, um, a little bit. Um, not no quite that milk. sweet. Not qu- no, no, no. Um, and you hit, get hit with some cloves, but then uh, the most important thing for me is that you're not left with like your stereotypical Belgian aftertaste, um, which is what always deters me from from Belgians is that aftertaste. Uh, and for ten percent, it hides it very well. So this beer aged pretty good, um, all things considered. Uh, maybe Overshores is the hidden the, was the hidden gem of Connecticut, uh, <laughs> uh, but let me see. I, I need to. I'm so bad at describing anything that isn't an IPA or a stout. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can taste you could taste its age a little bit. Um, some of that malt it comes through pretty heavy, but other than that, it's 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 solid. It's solid. Um, that being said, I probably am gonna give it. It's not a three and a half. It's not a three and a half. I'm torn between a three and a three and a three two five. Um, I want to say three two five just to make Tud wrong, but right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's. I'm on board with that. Okay, so it's a three two five. It's. I mean, boo, it's, boo. It, you know it, I was right. It is. It is good though. It's better than I was expecting, um, especially for being so old and it is warm. And I'm not the. I, I kind of tend to agree with Tud. I like my beers. Even my beers that are supposed to be warm, I like them a little bit cooler than warm, especially Belgians. Um, 
But, you know, solid beer. Not bad. I'm glad I bought it five years ago to have on the podcast. I bought it specifically for this podcast. I knew it. I just knew it. Um, So, untapped. Yeah, so I had a 524 check-ins. 520 the 2016 variant did you get did you deep oh, dive on. that no 2000 what 16 out of 11 check-ins <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh no um when was the most recent check out on check-in on oh this yeah one? that's that's a good one that's a good question january 4th 2020 okay so Chris, there hasn't there's there's a chance you might end covid by drinking this beer because the, <laughs> the last time somebody drank it it caused covid so you might be ending it I'm healing COVID. This could be it. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. Damn. 11 check-ins? I don't know. I feel like people are going to like it. Especially when... I don't know. Well, don't forget the number one rule of untapped, which is people are dumb. True. And there's only 11 of them. So you know there's some... So they're extra dumber. Yeah. Right. Which makes me believe that it's going to be even higher because of how few there are. So are you guessing Uh, a five? No, 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 no. I'm not I'm not that dumb. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's a three eight seven. Three eight seven is what I'm guessing. So it is a four point oh five. Damn. Damn it. Wow. It's very high. Do you wanna take a guess? Well, so you do you wanna do you wanna know what the other one was? Like the Just just the, yeah, roll over my three eight seven guess. Well you don't get you don't get to do that. <laughs> But if you would have stuck with the 524 check-ins that I was going to give you, it was a 3.81. See, okay, I win. <laughs> no, because this one is 11.1% ABV. Oh, totally so no, that beer. is that is a different one. Yeah, that is yeah. a different yeah. one. That see, I I should have just went. I should. You guys, you guys got in my head. You got in my head talking about how dumb people are on a tapped. <laughs> what were you going was, to guess? I, honestly, I was gonna go. I was gonna be like mid. I was gonna say three nine something, but I I scaled it back. So. I wasn't going to go above four, so that was a surprise. Um, but people go, people go. You got to add a tenth of a point for there being a cork. They go caca for cuckoo puffs. They really do. <laughs> yeah, that's so. The quad, the, the normal quad, gets checked in quite often. It seems, and by quite often, I mean as often as a beer with five hundred and twenty-four check-ins can be checked in. But yeah, August eighth was the most recent There's, one of that. They're one. still making it, right? So right. it sounds like. Yeah, with a little bit more booze, apparently. Mm. Well, I don't well, know. What do you, I think no, no honks, no tally. I, I have, I have, I have a suggestion if we wanted to do it, and I don't know if you guys talked about it. Well, but I mean, I will point if, out. I still, have I was, beer. if Tud gets within point one two, he he gets his check mark. We're gonna give him a second chance. Okay. okay. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, we could just give you one. Let's, Maybe let's see how Tud did. Let's we'll see what? how Tud does. It's the quintessential essentials. Like, we might as well just give out 150 tally marks <laughs> to whoever was exactly 0.17 away. <laughs> yeah. In the name of being 150. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, 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 you know, I'm feeling generous. I think, I think we should do it. I think. So here's the thing, though, is I know Ted has checked in this beer before. But uh, I have is checked there in you- Dogfish 120, but I don't know right. if there's years. Uh, let's see. Okay, I guess this is the decision. Well, this okay, time. let's uh, let's start let's start your beer review, Tud, and uh, we'll go from there. We'll just, sure. We'll see how things go. That is true, because then you both oh then you both would have cheated, so I get the check mark. <laughs> but I but I was closer on my on my Pere Jacques. But you didn't beat the other one. You didn't beat uh, Oberts. I did beat it. Well, Oberts doesn't count, but I did beat it with the one with my first beer. Nope, there are. They there didn't. are yearly variants of 120 minute IPA. So, oh boy, Tud said it. Tud said it was a 2015. Yeah, Whew. yeah. Boom! I got it. I got it. Whew. Can I um, share a quick anecdote before we do Tud's beer review here? My um, my aunt and uncle, who are not beer fans, they don't listen to the show. Um, they moved. I think my sister went and visited recently. She said they live about two blocks from Dogfish Head Brewery. And they were like, wow. they had never heard of it before. What? Um, yeah, I guess they're not, they're not like their idea of beer is they're like, they like a good Budweiser. You know, like that's, that's a beer to them. Do they want to buy a bicentennial Budweiser? Well, they were like, we, we went there, we tried it. And you millennials with all your crazy beers, it was disgusting. We couldn't drink any of it and we left. <laughs> so I have family that lives 
like probably the distance away that the line gets on the release days for their rare beers. And uh, they so are upset. not. The, I know. I know. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I would, it'd be bad news if I lived that close to Dogfish Head. But uh, speaking of Dogfish Head, what, is, what do you got for us over here with this 120-minute? So um, when I opened it, all I smelled was, was booze. Um, it is carbonated. I will point out that this seems to be an improvement over my last beer. It's got some, uh, some lacing of the head, but not a whole lot. Um, it's not clear. It is dirt brown. Um, almost, I, I'm going to go out and look. It's almost poop water brown. I mean, it's, it's literally, that's what color it is. You can't see through it. There's, there's little floaties in it. Um, on the nose, it smells very West Coast style IPA. So, I, you know. A lot of old hops. Um, it, I mean, there's some, still some hop character, which I'm pleasantly surprised about. I would love to try 120, like, fresh. Like, I want to see, like, what does it taste like as soon as it's ready to go into a bottle? Because um, I, I just I don't know if I've ever had it. Uh, it does smell kind of like it's going to burn. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, Dogfish Head, uh, while this was bottled in 2015... They do blend other beers together with them, so you never quite know how old the beer is that comes into your your bottle. Uh, and it says fourteen percent ABV at a minimum. So, okay, it's been so, fermenting. Uh, yeah, this this is one of those fun beers that is like the ABV is batch dependent. So like it's they give you like a range. It's like anywhere from like fourteen to twenty two. <laughs> yeah. This is so what the what the bottle says in pure tud fashion. What you have here is the holy grail for hop heads. This beer is continually hopped over a 120 minute boil and then dry hopped over a month. Enjoy now or age a decade or so. Okay, so they uh, they're on board with this. Whew, all right. Well, I might not be able to finish the episode, boys. So see you on the other side. This is the time we killed Tud for real. So it's interesting. It's very malty. It's got a little bit of bitterness to it, but not a lot. Um, it basically tastes like a Belgian-y IPA, which is very strange. Um, I can honestly say the only times I've ever had Dogfish Head 120 is at beer festivals after I've already drank many other beers. So having this beer, and th- you know, this is I guess this is more apt that, yet again, I still have not had this beer on a blank palate. Um, but it is, it does burn a little bit on the way down. Um, it's very complex. It's got a lot going on. It does have some tastes of like some like currants and some plums. Um, it's got like that deep like raisiny type of flavor mixed in with the hoppiness of an IPA with a very strong malty backbone. It's very I get why people like it. It's very unique and there's a lot of there's a lot going on. But I know this is gonna get me drunk. <laughs> it's only a twelve ounce bottle too, right? It is only a twelve ounce bottle. Um, I can just I can taste the booze, and that and the the Pierre Jacques that I drank earlier was also already starting to hit me a little bit. So, <laughs> um, I will say that it is you know I think another way to describe it is kind of like herbally. Um, it kind of tastes like a like a like a strong tea, like super 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 like thick. So like kind of like if you had like a like a coffee style tea something that was like like i guess like an english style tea like something that was like super bold and upfront with its flavor would you say it's got like uh spiciness and i don't mean like like hot but i mean like a lot of spices flavor? it definitely has it definitely has spices but not not like it i guess this is the best way to have it because i've had it after a belgian but it's not like a belgian spice it's more it's more subtle than that but there's a lot of whatever that subtle spice is I guess the nutmeggy is kind of more of the flavor. Something that's a little bit more muted than like a cinnamon or a clove, but it's still kind of there. Um, and I will say it's extremely sweet. I did not expect it to be this like sweet of a beer, but it definitely has like that bitterness like aftertaste. But yeah, it's very sweet. It's good. I like it. Um, I get why people rave about this. You know, is it my cup of tea? Maybe. <laughs> it, you know, I I wish it was a little colder. Um, I did take it out at the beginning of this episode, so it has been sitting out. I know you're supposed to drink it a little bit more room temperature, so this is why another good reason why we waited. Uh, it's good though. It's not as bad as the the Perret Jacques. I don't think it's a bad beer. I'm not going to rate it low because um, it's got a lot going on. I'm going to give it, in my opinion, on the new Untapped, I'd give it a 3.9. I don't think it's quite a four, 
but it's not a 375. But because it's not a 4, I think I have to give it a 375. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Now, I don't know if you're ready for this. I don't know if you quite understand what you got yourself into, but there's 23,000 check-ins to this beer. Jesus. And that's the that's the 2015 variant. There's 23,000 check-ins of the 2015 variant. So, good luck. <sighs> what do I know about this beer? Hop hype. Okay, so it's going to be above a 4. That's a gimme. It's, I think it's going to be above a 4.25. It, it, it has to be. But it's, I don't think it's above a 4.5. Some treehouse beers aren't even above a 4.5. And I think most people, uh, most beer drinkers on Untapped would say that treehouse beers were better than this. But with 23,000 check-ins, a lot of people have drank this. Um, So I don't think it's going to be that high. But I could see a lot of people giving it fives, which might buoy that rating up. Four point... I have no fucking clue. So it's going to be in the four threes, I guess. 4.31. Very close. Very close. Uh, we had uh, 11 check-ins this month, by the way, which I was surprised Holy by. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, 4.38. So... 4.38? Four 4.38, yeah. Very high. Um, yeah. Yeah, 32 in the last in the last you know month, So, which I wasn't expecting. But uh, yeah. All right, people. Very, very, very high. Um, you so know. Wait, Ted was what, 0. 0.03 off? 0. 0.07 off. Yeah, oh, I said 4.31. Oh, yeah. okay. 0.07 off. So, um, so yeah, solid. What do you say? If you, if you were 0. 0.03 off, no, Tally, no question. 0. 0.07, what do you think, Chris? Is he earn it? Hold on. What, did, what was his last one? 0. 0.15? Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let me do some math. <laughs> 0. 0.8? 0. 0.08? Hold on. His average is a point one one off, which is just inside yours. I don't know. Right. I mean, I mean, I, I feel I like, like he, you, I, I feel like he loses eleven tally marks. Do you think you earned the tally mark? If you think you earned it, I'm gonna give it to you. I mean, I mean, I think I did. I think I did pretty well. I mean, it's a, it's a. You did. I picked a, you did, I, I picked you did a very specific, good on the second beer. Yeah, I picked a specific rating out of a beer that's eight year or six years old. Um. Now my second. To be fair, beer, we all rated old beers. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. But I did. I also got point one five off of a almost ten year old beer. I, I think I, I think I've earned the Italian mark. And right. this is like rocket fuel. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. So my second beer is coming up now. See if I could get. Oh. Uh, oh. Well. <laughs> even closer. Then I'm gonna rate this red this red ale. From <laughs> we just keep rating. Three beers. hour long podcast for 150th. Uh, what was that beer that I got the perfect score on? Well. Uh, I'll just write that one again. There you go. I, I, you know, as much as I hate to say it, and it shows how good a sport I am, I, I feel, I feel, I feel like Tud may have put in the work, put his li- liver through the work to get, to get yeah, that I'm, deli. Mark. I may not wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't believe we've been. By the way, I can't believe we've been doing this podcast for 150 episodes. That's insane. It's like three years. It's like three years. It's crazy. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. How many Just, podcasts make it to 150 episodes? None. I think. Well, we're. I think we established we're the first ever. <laughs> basically, I think. I think that's right. Um, but uh, you know, we've reviewed our beers. We're drinking our old, our old dusty fridge beers. But uh, it's time to. It, it feels good. Like it knowing feels good. Knowing that my 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 house is 22 ounces later. Yeah, it's like we're we're basically doing 24 ounces we cleaned it's like we were doing it's like we're doing chores we're doing house chores you yeah. guys can tell your wives that you helped <laughs> clean your house last night for I a mean, solid I do, hour i do get it brought up to me every now and then by caitlin that i need to clean up clean out the closet upstairs so i did drink one from up there and i should drink one out of the fridge so win 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 there you go we all win we all win <laughs> and since i'm not going to get a honk from obert honk 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 honk, 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 honk. there we go speaking of new obert um it's time for our frosty mug of wisdom take out of the freezer fill it up with uh three handles of advice of things we like or love or just advice life advice um and kick it off with the song from new obert aka jordan um jordan take it away Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom! Mug of wisdom! 
drink. Mug of wisdom! Okay, Jordan. Thank you. Uh, as always, wreck my podcast. Tell him what you had for breakfast. Um, Todd, <laughs> yeah, email him and tell him that right now. Manliest of people. Um, semicolon. Semicolon, Todd. What, uh, what's the order tonight? Who's going when? Who's I going will go first. So I will go first, and then I'm going to make Chris go, just because tradition says that he goes before you in my book. But I'll go first. Okay. Get, get mine out of the way. Um, I had three options. I'm choose option number two. Uh, stay tuned for the next two weeks for the other two outside of today. So option number two is, the, uh, is Space Jam 2, or Space Jam New Legacy, or whatever the hell it's called. Put it this way. It's awful. Don't watch it. So my, ha- my handle is an anti-handle this week. Um, it See, is. Now you just told us you have perfectly good handles that you're holding yep. out on. Uh huh. I feel like this one's timely though because it, it came out recently. I don't want to. I don't want to get too far away from it. And normally I would wait for Chris and let him do this handle, but he would glow and praise it because he likes LeBron and uh, everything. Uh, you know everything there. I listen. I don't like LeBron. I'll, I'll go full full fade into this. I'm not a. I'm not a big LeBron fan, but. Irregardless, say it was anybody else doing this Space Jam movie. The storyline is terrible. Um, you know, we all know, we all love the original Space Jam. And from a certain standpoint, in a world where animated characters exist below the Earth and can steal people and bring them into to their world and help them win a basketball game, Space Jam 1 yeah, made naturally. sense. Yeah, if you buy into that, yeah. There's yeah. also aliens. Correct. I think. <laughs> yeah. In Space Jam New Legacy... The storyline does not make that much sense. Um, there's there's a there's a little guy in a computer that comes to that like steals people and brings them into the computer. It's terrible. Um, and then it's quick. It's over. But the but like it it goes from being like there's like no background to like instantly like super struggle in like ten seconds. It gets it gets too quickly into the madness for there to be any like plot development. So. My handle is really an anti-handle. I will save you an hour and a half of your life. Do not watch Space Jam New Legacy. Yeah. Instead, delete this podcast, download it, listen to it again. Correct. <laughs> Much Sp- better use of an hour and a half. As you, and as you listen to our podcast, make sure that you tweet Joe Rogan that he is no longer the pod daddy. Yeah, that he calls us daddy. Yes, he calls <laughs> us daddy. Now, well, Todd, I, I have a question. Do you sure. think, just, okay, Space Jam 1 came out in 1996. Um, Space Jam 2 came out in 2021. Uh, you are 25 years older now than you were when you watched Space Jam 1. Do you think that has anything to do with that? No, because I watched Space Jam 1 before I watched Space Jam New Legacy. But as a comparison. You can, you, you can never do that because there's nostalgia attached to everything you do. You know, I think like, that if you took a blind person... Not a blind person. If you took a... A deaf person. <laughs> if you took... If you took somebody, if you found somebody in the world who had never seen Space Jam and showed them both of the Space Jams, they would choose Space Jam 1 as the, the better of the two movies. It's weird that like a cash grab remake didn't wasn't as good as the original. <laughs> but. Also true. I mean, mixed reviews are coming out of the, to- the tomatoes, the rottens, the rotten tomatoes. Audience scores uh, for the new one is better than the old one, but... The tomato meter is lower for the new one than it is the old one. So, so Chris, do me a favor. Head over to imdb.com and find me the rating of the original Space Jam. I already have Space Jam New Legacy pulled up. So, Space Jam original is rated what? IMDb rating. A three. Is it really? Yep. So, Space Jam New Legacy is a 4.4. So, this does not... No, it's a (laughs) 6.5. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, so, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my case rests... Space Jam New Legacy is terrible. Don't watch it. Save yourself an hour and a half. Well, I know we had um, Chris going next originally, but I have a I have a movie handle, so I was wondering if I could could I substitute in for Chris and I will uh, allow recommend it. something to watch instead. Sure, I will allow it. Thank you, M O M O P T with the semicolon. Um, the movie I want to recommend is. I think it's one of those deals where it's like theatrical release as well as HBO Max release. And it's called uh, No Sudden Move. It's uh, it's a really good kind of heist movie um, from Steven Soderbergh. And uh, it stars basically 
kind of the two main leads are Don Cheadle and uh, Benicio Del Toro. Hey, Don Cheadle's and, in my movie, too. Oh, nice. Iron Man, too. No, but um, it's it was it just started streaming about a month ago. Um, it's set in the mid-50s Detroit, and um, it has... I think the director also did Ocean's Eleven. Let me double check on that real quick. But it has very much that kind of feel. He did. He also did uh, Aaron Brockovich as well. Okay. And Magic Mike. But it has very much that kind of feel, and um, it was it was definitely confusing at times. I had to kind of pause it and be like, okay, who's this guy? How do we know what's going on? But um, it really rewarded you for paying attention, and there was never really any. Um, gotcha moments but it was just a really good gangster type thriller drama that uh i i just really i just really enjoy it's it's rare that a movie makes me put my phone down and just forced to to pay attention to it and great acting like i said great directing um highly recommend it giving it five bags of popcorn for sure did you Um, just write on the scale of your dog (laughs) i did (laughs) (laughs) um uh, watch that instead of uh, Space Jam. You'll be happier. Ooh, it's got, yeah, John Hamm, David Harbour. He's this in is it, yeah. Brandon Fraser. Stranger Things. Yeah, Brandon Fraser's in it. Wow, this, I like this cast. I, I will have to watch this. Yeah. Hey, Macaulay Good Culkin's cast. brother's in it as well. Oh, that's Macaulay Culkin's brother? The guy Kier- from... Uh, Kieran and Kyle Culkin. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's uh, the guy from... He was the roommate in... Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. The world? Okay. Yeah, he was the roommate in Scott Pilgrim, and I didn't know. I didn't know that was uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother, but it does look a lot like him. So that's interesting. But um, anyway, check it out instead. Chris, sorry to steal your handle, but uh, it's your turn now. Oh, that's okay. Uh, so for me this week, I'm bringing some fun and joy back to the podcast, and I want to recommend Space Jam Two. <laughs> Except for the good reasons. Yeah. LeBron James is awesome. No. Uh, I've not seen it yet. Surprise, surprise. Surprise to no one. I've not seen that yet. But uh, so I actually do want to put up with something um, that if you are trying to, say, build a social media empire or if you have social media pages that you need um, to manage but you don't really have the time or effort to uh, post uh, multiple times a week, there's an app called Hootsuite that you can download. And uh, this app, you are able to link your Instagram, Twitter, I mean, uh, other one. Uh, I think you can do Facebook as well. I only use it for Instagram and Twitter. Actually, I just started using it for Instagram and Twitter. And um, you can actually schedule out posts throughout the week, which is a nice feature that Instagram nor Twitter have. Um, so it's something that if you're looking to set a schedule of, hey, I want to release content three times a week, five times a week, whatever it may be. you can Thursdays spend your- at midnight. There's Thursday's midnight. Yeah, you can go ahead and set it up and it will automatically post. You can have everything in there. The only downside to it is if you add comment, if you add a comment to it, um, you, I don't think you can do that. You'd have to add everything in that main story post. Um, no, it does. It No damage to your thumb at all, Tud. Uh, it's really easy to use. <laughs> I thought he was playing the world's smallest violin. <laughs> no, uh, no. As far as as far as what I've seen there, it is free up to i think three accounts i think up to three accounts is free anything over that is more um but if you're if you're into instagram you're into those kind of things and golly we all know what how hard it is to post (laughs) some of us do it once a quarter if that and um but it makes it a little bit easier uh so check it out it's called hootsuite uh pretty easy to use and uh, i mean scheduling posts alone is uh a pretty pretty big win so um so check what, it out what do you mean by you can't make comments though or you can't uh, so write you, like you can't pre-post comments i don't know that was it might have been a little confusing so like you know how when we post something we put the comments we put the hashtags in a comment you would have to do it all in one post versus adding a comment to it not the end of the world but um but you can use it as your feed so you can go through scroll through your feed and like see your posts and how they're performing and things like that so uh i'm still a newbie at it i'm not perfect yet but uh hopefully hopefully it will increase social media presence um through all aspects of my life which is exactly what my life needs that's exactly what my kids want is me on social media more (laughs) but anywho check out hootsuite makes your life easier 
especially when you're a multimedia mogul, <laughs> like someone I know, Joey. <laughs> and with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. I uh, would like to thank the breweries who provided today's beer. I will go first and thank Goose Island for their Perret Jacques and Dogfish Head for their 120-minute IPA 2015 version. I would like to thank Overshores up in Connecticut for their quad Belgian-style quadruple, the 2016 edition. And I would like to thank the late, great, great Northern Brewing Company for their Big Mountain Tea Pale Ale. Rest in peace. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure you're sending your breakfasts, your breakfasts over to Jordan <laughs> at Wrecked by Podcast. Uh, just because he really wants to hear what you guys are eating for breakfast. It's Thursday. Send what you had today. Let's just try to flood Jordan with as many emails as, as possible. Um... Also, please head over to Patreon.com for as little as $1 a month. You can subscribe and get a little bit of an extra episode every single week. This week, Chris drank a beer on the pregame. And um, it was a beer that he had had previously, but um, had a new spin on it now that he is older and wiser and older. All-knowing. Please make sure you head over to Discord and uh, follow the conversation along there. And please make sure that you're telling your friends, your family, and literally everybody you know. I want you guys to walk down the street and just yell out, listen to Drinking Alone with Friends podcast. Or, in the future, listen to Joe Rogan calls us, the, calls us daddy a drinking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a review. And with that, my name is Tud. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert, and remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. This beer had a lot more alcohol in it than I can tell. Or. You seem like you're losing it a little bit. I am. I am. <laughs> I'm out of it. Um, yeah, no, I definitely, uh, uh, you know... You don't think 22 ounces of a uh, 10% beer is a lot until you do it. I'm feeling that pregame beer for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>